is built on duality, like the twin sons of Tatooine, light and dark, empire and republic, brother and sister. The twins Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa tread different paths, but both were instrumental in rebuilding the galaxy after the fall of the empire and the death of Darth Sidious. The galaxy has changed from the ashes of the empire the Rebel Alliance begins to legitimize its place in the stars. Instead of ruling through fear, the Alliance of Free Planets seeks to enter into political discourse and freely join with multiple worlds to form a new government. It is championed by one label turned Minister of State, Leia Organa, daughter of the infamous Darth Vader and celebrated politician. Senator and Queen Padme Amidala. Leia was the embodiment of her mother's virtuous ideals for how the galaxy should be governed. Her twin brother, Luke Skywalker, would rebuild the almost extinct Jedi Order, becoming the paragon of the Force his father, Vader, should have been, and establishing a new training facility in the ruins of Yavin 4. A new generation. Despite a troubled courtship, Leia married a reformed smuggler turned war hero, Han Solo, and the pair would have three children on whose shoulders would rest the legacy of generations and the fate of the galaxy. The twins, Jason and Jaina, were born to the Solo family nine years after the Battle of Yavin, followed shortly by their younger brother, Anakin Solo, named for his grandfather. Jaina and her brother Jason were born powerfully connected to the Force and to each other. Their gestation period and early childhood was fraught with danger as the remnants of the Empire and other Darksiders attempted multiple kidnappings and assassinations against them and their high-profile political mother. Jaina's life of danger began while still a developing fetus. Born on Corazant, they were whisked away to New Alderaan in an attempt to safeguard them from the corrupting influence of the dark side, as well as the ever-lurking threat of bitter Imperials. Their early years were spent under constant vigilance. Predators the galaxy over were licking their chops like hungry rancors, 
eyeing the twins. Many of these villains sought to harm or corrupt the Solo children. They moved from place to place and did not see their birth parents often, instead being trusted to the care of a winter Kelchu. For a time, she was their primary caregiver on the world of New Alderaan, and later on the phantasmagoric protoplanet Anoth. The Solo children were sadly distant from their biological parents for much of their youth. Han and Leia had little time for raising children when the burden of peace in the galaxy rested on their shoulders. At one point, the children referred to Winter as their mother. After Jaina and Jason moved back to Corazont, Winter would still share caregiving duties for the children, alongside Chewbacca and C-3PO. On one occasion, Leia returned to the residence on Corazont where Jason and Jaina were living. They didn't recognize her. Their mother was a stranger. This tension would haunt their relationship for years to come. Jaina had a closer bond to her father, Han, and inherited his cocksure demeanor, along with his mechanical and piloting acumen. She was even gifted a multi-tool at a young age so that she could tinker and carve wood. She and her sibling all inherited force sensitivity from their mother and were already displaying telekinetic abilities at an early age, inviting further attention by the forces of would-be dark side corruption. The Solo children were born to a family of considerable means and political power. Any privilege stemming from their family background was negated by the dangers of the galaxy and the attention paid to them by homicidal villains. Their early childhood continued to be risky. There were continual kidnapping attempts, murder plots, bounty hunter shootouts, and things generally going boom around them. The political climate of the galaxy was still settling after so much upheaval, and perhaps never would completely. Ex utero, was just as hazardous as in utero for Jaina. A third solo child was born to Han and Leia in 10 ABY. They named him Anakin after his grandfather. The twins regularly involved themselves in political hijinks and were known to be troublemakers for their caregivers. By this time, the twins would be returned to their parents and Winter stole away from the baby Anakin for a time to keep him safe. All the Solo children would eventually be reunited on Corazont under the care of their parents and Winter began to undertake her own path but always remained a presence in the family's life. C-3PO and Chewbacca also supervised the children in place of their often absent parents. Jaina and her brothers would become young heroes for saving the world of Bovo Yagen during the Center Point Station incident. The children were high maintenance growing up. They managed to frustrate the stalwart Chewie on many occasions, as well as damage C-3PO's patient software with their constant pestering. In order to better carry out his childhood duties, 
3PO upgraded with caregiving software. He was also capable of reciting many stories, as well as signing in as many languages as he spoke. Despite this sophisticated, adaptive programming, the twins preferred their father's bedtime stories over those of the Golden Droid. They were very close to Chewbacca, whom they considered just as much a part of the family as their father. Lando Calrissian also spent a good deal of time with the Solo kids, and they called him Uncle. After witnessing the marriage of her uncle Luke to Mara Jade, Jaina and her twin Jason began their paths as Jedi, a legacy dating back to their grandfather. At the age of 13, they were enrolled in their uncle's Jedi Praxium and joined a group of other young Jedi aspirants with whom they developed long-lasting friendships. It was here that Jaina would meet Tenel Ka, Princess of the Hapes Consortium, Raynar Thul, a human descendant from Alderaan, and Lobaka, Chewbacca's nephew. The class of Jedi pupils would become close friends and had many adventures at the Academy. Jaina rose above her peers and was one of the most gifted Force users at the Praxium. Jaina had also become very close to another student named Zek, who caught Jaina's eye and who would later be seduced to the dark side. She and Jason were inseparable for many of their teenage years as Padawan learners. She built her own lightsaber and used a synthetic kyber crystal, which gave her a purple blade, a weapon she would learn to wield with great proficiency. Jaina and her compatriots discovered the spirits of ancient Sith, unraveled plots of the Imperial Remnant to destabilize the New Republic and the Jedi, and uncovered the Shadow Academy, run by fallen members of Luke's new Jedi Order. The Academy would cause the twins and their uncle Luke much trouble over the years, inflicting personal losses, tempting them with the dark side, and ultimately reminding all the Skywalker students of the ever-present risk of failure and death. The Shadow Academy seduced some of the pupils of Luke's Praxium, including close friends of the twins. The Shadow Academy and its alliance with the Second Imperium was destroyed after a long series of skirmishes. Jaina and her brother, along with their erstwhile Jedi trainee friends, became embroiled in the affairs of the Diversity Alliance an anti-human organization bent on making all humans pay for the misdeeds of the Empire. They, along with other Jedi, were instrumental in alerting the New Republic of a plot to destroy humanity through chemical warfare and other stockpiled weapons. Their own father led the charge against the Diversity Alliance on Ryloth, where they eventually convinced the surrender of the anti-human cause. Jaina was finally promoted to a Jedi apprentice along with Jason Lobaka, Anakin, Tenelka, and Zek after rooting out a Black Sun conspiracy that had infiltrated the Republic. Jaina would study under her aunt, Mara Jade. Her father gave her a Z95 Headhunter Starfighter as a graduation present. Jaina would prove to be an adept pilot, much like her father, uncle, and grandfather, and was able to complement her spacefaring abilities with the Force. She would also become a bit distant with her friends and brother Jason, as she would now undertake missions under the direct guidance and support of her new master. However, she would still find time to engage in hijinks with her brothers. At only 16 years old, she would accompany her mother and master Marajade Skywalker on diplomatic missions where she would be exposed to the cruelty of the galaxy. Although she benefited from her pedigree, 
Jaina was often at odds with her birthright and who she was born to be. Her identity struggles came from her distance relationship with her mother, as well as struggling with earning her place rather than simply being given a free ride. Her uncle, the savior of the Jedi, her father, a renowned general, and her mother, a diplomat and galactic leader, not to mention the inheritance of her grandparents, Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala. Jaina had both much to live up to, but wanted just as much to earn her own place. She felt her mother neglected her and her siblings as Leia was often embroiled with her duties of state. Yuzhan Vong War The Yuzhan Vong invasion of the galaxy was first slow, then sudden. The devastation they wrought was climactic in magnitude and personal on many levels. After orchestrating the collision of a moon into its own planet, the Solo family would suffer a devastating loss of Chewbacca, loyal friend and family member of the Solos. The loss affected their father deeply, who began to drink heavily and undertake dangerous missions. Despite their family trauma, Jaina and her siblings were among the first to engage the Vong menace in void combat, deftly piloting modified TIE fighters into the fray. Jaina would join the now legendary Rogue Squadron as the war with the Vong continued, becoming Rogue Eleven and flying with the nickname Styx under the command of Gavin Darklighter, Rogue Squadron's leader and younger cousin of the deceased rebel hero, Biggs Darklighter. Trickster Goddess. She flew a number of missions against the Vong. However, the Republic was losing many worlds, and Jaina would find many of her missions amounted to rescuing evacuating refugees from the onslaught of the invasion. On the offensive, she found herself supporting her twin, Jason, providing the air support for commando raids that he was taking part in. The Chiss Ascendancy, Imperial Remnants, and the New Republic joined forces to combat the existential threat, and Solo found herself flying alongside famed Jagged Fell, son of the even more famous Suntir Fell, Imperial pilots with whom she would have a rivalry and begrudging respect. Jaina would experience another heavy loss when fellow rogue and pilot and wingmate Annie Capstan. Solo would be wounded in the fighting and temporarily blinded, but recovered from her injuries after a period taken away from active duty. She was still, however, thrust to the front lines and engaged in anti-Vong operations along with her siblings, even helping to save her mother who had been kidnapped and tortured by the Vong. 
the event had led to a truce for a time with the Yuzhan Vong. She had also served with the unscrupulous Jedi Master Kip Duran, who had divided Luke's order by rushing to war with the Vong. Jaina had been manipulated by Kip, in no small part due to a budding romance, destroying a world ship of Yuzhan Vong civilians, believing Duran's lies that the ship had been a superweapon. Jaina was disgusted with her part in its destruction and with Kip Duran. Jaina would resume working with Master Mara Jade and helping the Jedi rescue refugees. She learned that her aunt had been pregnant and returned to Coruscant to watch over her recently born nephew, Ben Skywalker. The respite soon ended as she was called again to help her brothers and the Jedi against the Vong menace, this time taking a more tactical and operations planning role. Despite her behind the scenes role, she accompanied her siblings as part of a strike team against the Vong. The mission would cost the Solo family gravely and the youngest Anakin Solo was slain and her twin brother Jason had disappeared in the fighting. Consumed with grief, and enraged at her foes, Jaina unleashed a torrent of force electricity by tapping into the dark side of the force. Jaina continued to act more aggressively, and her fellow Jedi feared she was tapping too much into the dark side. Soon after Jaina found herself embroiled in political machinations in Hapen space, Due to her relations with the Hapens, she and her father and mother, along with other embattled survivors of the Vong attacks, were able to find respite as refugees. Here she was able to mourn the loss of her brothers. She was reunited with Kip Duran despite their last interaction. Jaina agreed to work as his apprentice against the Vong becoming embittered against her foes, seeking their destruction by any means necessary. After the loss of her siblings and treading cl ever closer to the dark side, she had devised a means to deceive Vong censors and even named her ship the Trickster. Her masterful deception earned her the awe and fear of the Yuzhan Vong believed Jaina to be an avatar of the trickster goddess, Yun Harla, with a little help from a disinformation campaign headed by Republic Intelligence. At the Battle of Hapes, Jaina would help lead the Hapes Consortium and Republic remnants to victory by tricking Vaughn ships to fire on one another and revealing a plot with the Hapes Consortium leading to the ascension of her longtime friend, Tenel Ka, as Queen Mother of the Hapes, as well as declining an offer to become Queen of Hapes herself. Jaina also had a terrible vision of her fighting her brother, who is wearing Darth Vader's armor. Jaina then agreed to accompany Kip Duran back to Luke Skywalker to make amends. Jaina would go on to regroup with Republic forces 
and fight back against the Vaughn threat, now as head of the Twin Suns Squadron, also joined by Duran and Jagged Fell, with whom she began a romantic relationship. Jaina would continue to campaign against the Vaughn, seeking vengeance for her brothers, Jason and Anakin. Although Leia did not believe her eldest son to be dead, and despite rumors, Jaina had felt Jason die through the Force. Sword of the Jedi. At Kashyyyk, Jaina learned that her twin brother was in fact alive and had gone to the world of the Mon Calamari. Despite her elation, she'd fought a number of battles before seeking leave to reunite with him, as her responsibilities to the war effort demanded her attention over her personal life, a trait she shared with her mother. And at some level, Jaina's crusade had become an all-consuming force in her life. Jaina also worried what her brother might think of her treading so close to the dark side, as she engaged in more extreme acts of vengeance and deceit against the Azan Vong. Despite her eventual reunion with Jason, and their shared meditations meant to bring peace and clarity, Jaina was anxious to get back to the fight. Jaina had also been sent to ask for more Jedi reinforcements from her uncle Luke, and it was then that she, Jason, and a cadre of other Jedi would be knighted in a ceremony. She was bestowed with the title Sword of the Jedi by her uncle, who could sense his niece's affinity for the front lines, but deemed it out of willingness to defend others rather than for aggression. The newly christened Jedi Knights would return to Kashyyyk and resume their fight against the Vong. Jaina Sola would prove herself worthy of the title when she faced off against the Yezon Vong Warmaster, Savong La, whom she slew in single combat. Although Jaina carried the title with pride, it also weighed on her relationships, including that with Jagged Fell. She interpreted her burden as a warrior to mean she could not court to close to bonds to others as her duties demanded her full attention. She had also experienced the loss of so many close friends in the war, that she found herself increasingly closed off and emotionally distant, though she would eventually come back around to Jagged Fell's advances as the two continued to fight together. Jaina took part in the final battle to end the Vong threat that had taken the galaxy and accompanied Luke Skywalker and Jason Solo in a final attack to liberate Coruscant by killing Omni and Shimura, the supreme overlords of the Vong invasions witnessed her brother Jason slay Omni, channeling pure force energy into his target and ending the war. Jaina resolved to continue to protect the galaxy by fighting smugglers and other ne'er-do-wells as the galaxy began to rebuild after the devastation of the war. Jaina also rebuffed a marriage proposal by Jagged Fell, who left to work for the Chiss Ascendancy. The Swarm War. Peace would not last in the galaxy as a new war in the stars would commence. And after Jaina would find herself again on the front lines. In 36 ABY, a paltry seven years after the Vong invasions, the Swarm War began with the invasion of the Chiss Ascendancy 
by the insectoid Killick species. Jason and Jaina, along with a handful of other Jedi, were sent on a peacekeeping mission meant to prevent all-out war. But Jason triggered a war between the Chiss and the Killicks, infuriating Jaina, who refused to even fly a mission with Jason again. Jaina attempted to curb the worst excesses between the Chiss and the Killicks by hitting strategic targets on both sides in order to end the conflict as quickly as possible. Jaina found herself at odds with the Chiss and the Killicks both and was even forced to engage Jagged Fell, who was fighting for the Chiss in a dogfight, despite their personal relationship. Regardless of her efforts, the war ended with the Killick's defeat and retreat back to their colony worlds. Luke Skywalker ordained himself Grand Master of the Jedi Order and saw that the Jedi could no longer be so involved in galactic politics, a failure he saw in the Order of the Republic before the Empire. Grandmaster Skywalker began to separate the Jedi Order from the politics of the galaxy. The experience also created a powerful force bond with her fellow Jedi, Zek, supplemented who had accompanied her on the mission, leading some to suspect a budding romantic attachment between the two. Hey folks, I uh, just wanted to update you on some changes that will be happening here at the Star Wars Podcast. As of January 1st, all of our bonus episodes, those being our review and interview episodes, are going to be Patreon-exclusive content. So if you want unlimited access to that bonus content, make sure you head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Lords and become a patron for a minimum of 2 USD per month. And we will set you up with a private RSS feed after you sign up. However, for all you freeloaders out there, we will still be releasing bonus content, but it will only be available for free for one month, at which point it goes behind a paywall. Okay, next on the agenda. Do you need to get a Christmas present this year, but you don't want to brave the malls or deal with COVID? Well, have I got the thing for you. Amazon is selling a Baby Yoda push toy, and you can get 15% off if you buy it through the affiliate link in the description of this episode. Christmas is coming soon, and it's a great gift for one of your kids or loved ones. And also, don't forget to give us a 5-star rating and review on iTunes, as well as share the show with your fellow Star Wars geeks. I'd like to remind everyone as well that we are on YouTube if that is your preferred platform, so give us a like and sub on there as well. Uh, and we'd also love to hear from you um, 
on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search the Star Wars podcast and give us uh, feedback, corrections, compliments, or cool Star Wars factoids. We love to hear from you. So reach out to us there. And finally, um, we are totally taking submissions of any Star Wars related art, fiction, collections, or music. Just send us a DM and we'll give you a feature on social media. All right, let's get into the show. Welcome aboard the Millennial Falcon. We are in the very creatively named Alderan system. And, uh, you know, I heard about this really beautiful planet that was in this uh, sector of space. You know, I just they, see asteroids everywhere. You know, they say that Coruscant is the heart of the galaxy, but Alderaan is its soul. <laughs> what does it mean that? We're at where the planet is, and we don't really see anything but those little asteroids. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. The galaxy has no soul. I don't know. So the Killix used to live on Alderaan, right? And that's kind of where we left off with uh, Jaina Solofell. The name kind of gives it away. <laughs> yeah. Her future. Um, yeah. <clears throat> if, if you're trying to research her on Wikipedia, you have to type in Jaina Solo Fell or else you just get a bunch of other random Wikipedia pages. I was trying to build some tension in the romance <laughs> department, but thank you for giving away. Sorry, I spoiled it. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah. The... Also, a side note about the Killux, they referred to themselves as the kind. <laughs> I call them the Killix. <laughs> yeah. But do we know, is there anthropological evidence, like there is with the Yuzhan Vong, that it's an insult to call them something other, other. Than, than, than the kind? Not that I'm aware of, but I don't know. We, but we, it is funny that they, we, or the rest of the galaxy, basic speaking galaxy, calls them Killix. And, <laughs> and what do they do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just exonym versus endonyms. Most names are exonyms, actually, especially in English. Yeah. But, like even all countries, a lot of them are not named by the people who live there. It's true. Yeah. yeah like, like Japan, I think famously in Japanese is like Nihonji or something like that. It okay. sounds absolutely nothing and like pretty much anywhere the Romans Japan. conquered. Yeah. Or we just right. use the Latinized names, even though the people, right? Like, yeah. Germany, but do they say like example. Canada? In Japan, or do they have their own cute <laughs> Japanese name for us? For I hope I they know. do. Uh, but in fairness to the Killix, I don't think they um, were living up to their name and uh, doing a lot of killing. which which name? They're killing or they're kind <laughs> or they're lick? The killing, the licking, or the kind? Yeah. I think they were more of the, the kind kind of beings. Okay, until uh, some dark Jedi got mixed in with them, right? Because. They're sort of like a hive species, but unlike ants or bees or other hymenopteran insects, they don't communicate through like butt dances or pheromones or anything because that's how bees dance or right. communicate. And yeah, and just so they people... use telepathic abilities. So some yeah. dark Jedi got can in interfere. With and they them. are like yeah. a, a and just so people know, they're like an insectoid, uh, six limb being. Yeah. Yeah, what are they? They kind of look like a shrimp a, a little bit, except they're obviously big. I would almost say like a praying mantis in a way. Oh, yeah. You, no, you're right. They're in more terms mantid. of their. Yeah. yeah. But 
Yeah, so like the mantids, of course, are solitary insects, though, not, not yeah, colonists. I think. <clears throat> but anyway, they got corrupted by the dark side. So it's interesting that the dark side worked within their like telecopathic mind network, almost like a computer virus, right? That sort of like polluted all of them and yeah. turned them all like murderous because they were around. They left Alderaan at some point. That was their home planet, right? Yeah. And then they were like in wild space or something after that. I think they were like 30,000 the years. Yeah. Right. They're, they're like an ancient species. Yeah. And they appear a few times. I think they pop up again in the Old Republic too at some point. And then make their final debut. Yeah. During the Do they get Republic. wiped out at the end, or uh, no? Or is they, it just that they're like evil mind? Yeah, they, the lords are killed. It gets broken. Their mind link, and then they go back to being peaceful and kind. kind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They live up to it. Um, yeah. So backtracking a little bit to the sword of the Jedi. The sword of the Jedi, Jaina yeah. Solo. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot of interesting outside of universe text around these characters. They were built, her, you know, Jason, all these new second generation Jedi after, um, you know, the ones we know, like Luke Skywalker and stuff. A lot of them came out of like a young adult novel series, which becomes very evident in their early adventures. They're almost like serialized. Like, uh, yeah, is that, is that, I think the new Jedi Order uh, novel series is like the one that's specifically that genre of fiction and there's also uh and this series is near and dear to my heart the galaxy of fear series and that's like uh goosebumps the star wars version (laughs) of goosebumps when were these written was it like 90s yeah yeah okay and they very much look and feel like 90s (laughs) galaxy of fear was i think galaxy of fear was on the bookshelves like concurrently with Goosebumps. Even Even their cover art is like. It was almost (laughs) a a a marketing ploy or gimmick of some kind. I'm sure. It it was, but, you know, in fairness, we get Mammon Hool, who's one of our (laughs) uh, favorite characters. For sure. The anthropologist. Comes out of it. He was a pretty uh, fun character. (laughs) Indeed. So for him, anyway. But anyway, and then the New Jedi Order was also very much taking off of the popularity of what was going on in the young adult fiction world because it was like Harry Potter, right? Yeah, yeah. Kids going to school to learn magic together. To learn magic powers. Yeah. And all that. And that was also concurrent with uh, the Harry Potter series. I think that was the early aughts, like 2000s. I think they predated them by a little bit. but Which the New Jedi ordered it? I think so. Oh, okay. I could be wrong on that. I'm not like... The first Harry Potter book came out in like 1997, I think. Did it? Yeah, 96, oh, okay. 97. Yeah. So, so by, by 2000, the world had sort of been overcome with Harry Potter fever. Like, that's when it was a yeah. household name. But it was, it was around for a little bit. But people in the publishing world would have known that. Right, like, yeah, it was already a hot ticket. Is, this we is the get thing on we got to start pumping yeah. novels out like. Yeah. yeah. Um, even they encounter an ancient evil spirit that they have to banish. And they're very, yeah, like I said, like very serialized You're right. I didn't adventures. even think about that. Avaloth yeah. is a lot like Voldemort. Yeah. An ancient evil. And yeah. Um, and, and sort of like shape-shifting, like, like possessing people as well. Amorphous. That's, that's yeah. kind of what uh, Abeloth and Voldemort uh, do. Yeah. Who should play Abeloth in the uh, Star Wars movie? Uh, who plays um, Lord of the Rings? Uh, oh, you're right. 
no, the Schmeagol guy. What's his name? Andy oh, Serkis. Yeah, and, King, and King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> the Andy's, man is a very diverse portfolio. Andy Serkis could also play like so many Star Wars characters, yeah. I feel like. But. He was in Black Panther too. Was he? Yeah. Good um, job, Andy. Uh, back to Star I thought Wars. They, they, it was tragic what they did to his character. <laughs> he was a good character and they killed him off way too soon in that movie. I digress. Yeah. Pour one out for uh, Andy Serkis' <laughs> yeah. character in Black Panther. Exactly. Um, who did Jaina kill? What's uh, what's her kill count? Is she as bad as the rest of the Skywalkers? <laughs> she kills a lot of bad people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she does live up to her title quite a bit. Um, as a Sword of the Jedi. Yeah. Which I think is a pretty badass title. Which I think it's a great one, yeah. comes to my next point here is a comparison, a little comparison with the Disney Ah, movies. I'm glad you brought this up. Of how to how to make a strong female character <laughs> that everyone likes. <laughs> um, Did yeah. Jaina like Mara Jade have a purple lightsaber? Yes. Yeah, that's. What I we don't. Thought. Did Mara Jade have a purple lightsaber? I think so. Yeah, I believe oh. she did. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Jaina's lightsaber crystal is manufactured a lot like the Sith crystals. Which yeah, I was going to say, red. that's like a Sith uh, thing. Yeah, I don't know why that is. That's sort of the, I'm not sure if I've broken into this, but that's sort of the lore reason why red is the typical Sith color because they always, they traditionally use synthetic crystals because they're more powerful or whatever. And so that's just why you see red. It's not technically an aesthetic choice yeah which is interesting <laughs> although it does like harken back to the sith species whose skin was red and anyway since we're comparing true. hold on since yeah. we're comparing disney and <laughs> and uh so is that all everything about kyber crystals has changed with the new disney oh, has it? yeah i kind of like the new stuff they have like oh, really kyber crystals have kind of like a soul and like no that's in the old stuff too is it yeah it, i think it's a little bit in knights of the old republic it they, totally is yeah. they, they, they lean on it a lot more heavily in the disney canon where like it was well, already established is the point. sure sure <laughs> yeah I mean, even what I'm about to say is Disney riffing on the alleged doesn't yeah. exist. It's what, I, it's, it's what I keep saying is that like every part of of the Disney canon that's like you, you think, hey, that's kind of good is actually because they stole it from, <laughs> from Legends. legends. <laughs> yeah, Including what, what, a strong female character. You're like, yeah. hey, that's not a bad idea for Star Wars. There hasn't been a, a female yeah. protagonist, right? Yeah. What's her name? Kathleen Kennedy. Yes, <laughs> doesn't believe that. Doesn't think we let li- they lifted anything from previous. Stars. There was nothing to yeah. all original story. Yeah, it's all totally. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyways, yeah. Jaina Solo really becomes like the Luke Skywalker of the next generation. She's kind of the one that everyone pins their hopes on. There's lots of like side characters and like friends of hers that become main characters, but she's definitely like becomes the pinnacle of what the Jedi are meant to be and to become. And uh, on a on a future uh, episode, we will get even deeper into our comparison. Yes, to uh, the Disney storyline because there's there's actually two stories coming up on episodes where we're gonna sort of complete this contrasting picture of how the Disney trilogy is a complete like, uh, <laughs> rehash of, of legends of legends, but subpar. <laughs> but uh, I'll give you a hint. It has to do with a, a son of a certain uh, Skywalker <laughs> and also a certain scoundrel <laughs> doing bad things. Yeah. I, it might sound familiar to you. Yes, indeed. Um, but in Jaina's case, anyways, when I first saw The Force Awakens, 
that is the angle I thought they were going for was that uh, Ray was going to be this kind of Jaina like figure. She, her parents would end up being obviously either Luke Skywalker or she would end up secretly being Ben Solo's sister. I thought it would have been a, right, that, a cool, that would have been a, a funny, cool twist, but <laughs> funny uh, way to do that. That would have actually been yeah, <laughs> pretty good. It was a better one than what they did. I'll tell you that. Which is just like, sort of, it turned into a brother sister relationship, but not the kind of brother sister relationship, <laughs> you, which Star Wars want. has a bad habit of doing <laughs> oddly enough. Well, you know, we always say that Star Wars is like very based in mythology and like <laughs> incest I, is a very strong theme in Greek. mythology. Yeah. I've, I've pointed <laughs> out the Greek drama yeah. <laughs> things and really that. leaning heavy on that <laughs> incest. They're is, really pulling on their Oedipus Rex yeah. uh, there. That's right. It's going <laughs> to, so Jason Solo stabbed his eyes out with his lightsaber after he married his mom, Jane Solo. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? I think that's canon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's in the Disney canon, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, also, kind of discussing a lot of changes to the galaxy. The galaxy looks a lot different than when we last remember it um a lot of the politics have changed there are a lot more factions now you have like the hapes cluster yeah you get you flesh them out and the, yeah. the hapes cluster or consortium Cons- slash consortium yeah uh they're they're a fun deep pull because they've like been in the they've been name checked like maybe even in the archie goodwin run like the the hapes was was first introduced so yeah but you never really get a good picture of it. And you just then, know they exist. They get but name then in this, yeah. they actually flesh out that a lot of them. I think that's just a name. Yeah. Before. And the other one is a Chiss Ascendancy too. And so you have these other political factions that didn't, you know, it's very binary before all this with you either have the Empire or you have the Republic. And you have a Sith Empire and you have the Republic. And you have, you know, it's yeah. only, there's only two political systems in the entire galaxy. But this is cool because it creates like other factions who have their own unique political interests, their own cultures. They're different. They're different than an empire or a republic. And they operate differently too, and they're very alien. And then you have extra galactic threats like the Yuzhan Long and the Killix, who, well, I mean, the Killix aren't necessarily extra galactic, but they have that same vibe. They're different for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. And they're meant to be a different thing, right? They're not just fighting, oh, another Sith Lord, right? Although you do get the, the feeling that like sort of bringing Killix around especially in that would have been set like the early 2000s maybe yeah it's just kind of feels a little bit hack because like you've got so many insect hive mind sci-fi <laughs> things, yeah. things yeah, the going on it's got starship troopers exactly you got it's, the pteranids <laughs> it's like eh. i thought i thought you know what though it's I, not well even we're used to star wars being groundbreaking and <laughs> the killicks are a little bit ho-hum at least we haven't seen an insect that's what I was saying. I was like, at least Star Wars, Star Wars now has their own. Yeah, you can, you can now. It, it is a good concept. In fairness, it's just sort of overused sometimes. Yeah. yeah. All right, are we ready to leave this depressing void where I thought the soul of the galaxy <laughs> was, was going to be? be but... Did you not read your history book? Do you not <laughs> know what happened to Alderaan? Too many death sticks. <laughs> May the forks be with you.
Thanks for flying with us. Jordan here. Just wanted to let everyone know what's happening here at the Star Lords podcast. Star Lords is now on Discord. If you would like to join the Star Lords Cantina Discord server, you can find a link in the description or on any of our social media accounts. Reach out with a DM or email. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching the Star Lores Podcast. Go ahead and give our page a like and send us a message. You can also email at starlorespodcast at gmail.com. Send us your fan art, Star Wars collections, or fan fictions, and you may even get a feature on one of our pages or even the show. Don't be afraid to offer corrections or add to any of the topics that we discuss on the show. We are also on Patreon, so if you want to help us pay the bills, as well as get a few awesome perks like bonus episodes, access to the private Facebook group, or the VIP section of the Discord server, head on over to patreon.com forward slash starlores and sign up for as little as one US dollar a month. And finally... Make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher app or YouTube, as well as sending us a five-star review on iTunes. This really helps us reach a wider audience. Enjoy the rest of the show.